correctly with the correct amount. D20 Radio, where gamers roll. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Eberron Renewed, a 5th edition actual play D&D podcast set in the Eberron campaign setting. I am your Dungeon Master, Eric. And I'm Philip. I'm Randy. I'm Jeff. Thank you for joining us on the show. Gentlemen, what happened last time? We tracked uh, the fire giant chief, Sinistret, through the halls, and were almost caught several times. We hid from some dogs. Uh, we spoke to a ghost. I do believe in spooks. <laughs> Are you afraid of them, though? I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Booyah <laughs> does not like ghosts. <laughs> I had, I, I think I was indifferent towards the presence of the ghost. Um, as far as Dex is concerned, Cursebringer is a ghost, so like he's, <laughs> he's down with ghosts. Um, but <laughs> the the episode ended with us busting in on the current goblin goblin giant leader uh, and his and his two dogs. One dog now. <laughs> planar, planar justice. There's one less Vanished dog. one. Um, and the players know that he's crazy, hard to get a hit on, but the characters don't yet. So, yeah, we were coming when we stopped it right before it was my turn. So, so yeah, shall, shall we? Okay. Yep. Let me let me roll then narrate if 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 it hits, which I it just seems like it isn't gonna. Well, that I'm, I'm doing that again because it hit everything and stopped. <laughs> That's a 26. Hit. All right. <clears throat> so here's what Dex does. He's going to swing his ribbon weave, but not extend the blade. Okay. Because his goal is, well, I mean, he's going to extend the blade. Just, just hear me out. His goal is going to be for the blade to go and miss the outside of one thigh and catch the inside of the other one. Try to open up a good. Okay. Ooh. A good vein in there, so so he does that, and he slices the leg for 11, 16, 21 damage. Twenty-one. Okay. Oh wait, I'm sorry. In order to have done that, he had to dash and then run another twenty feet. Because dash is dash thirty or sixty. Dash is sixty. Uh, well. Yeah, you'd move your speed, and then you'd dash to move your speed again. Yeah, okay, that's that's what I did, because he was 50 feet away, right? Yeah. So I, I did that to get up there, so I'm within 10 feet of him now. Okay. <clears throat> Okie dokie. So, and I can't dash away, because I had to dash to get there. Um, It is now, um, because you are now the closest, the mm-hmm. uh, other hound runs up and... As the hound gets closer, you just feel immense heat begin to emanate because the dog is literally on fire. Now, is, this so, a, is this a dog on fire or is this a dog of fire? Dog of fire. Okay. Yes. Um, and you, as it gets close, you take three fire damage from the immense heat. And actually, I need Drakir and Dex to both Damn. give me... Uh, dexterity saving throws. Twenty-one. Twenty-seven. Okay. Um, you both managed to dive out of the way enough to where you're not going to take the full brunt of the fiery breath that emanates from this hound's maw. You each take six damage as the fire barely grazes each of you. And um, now Senusret steps forward with his flaming sword and with an overhead swing, try to chop down at Dex as he has a bit of a limp from the bleeding on the inside of his thigh. Did he just crit? Yep. Uh, Okay, so I'm going to resolve the damage first real quick, and then... Oh my god! (laughs) So that's 23 fire damage as the flaming greatsword just slams down 
on you. Okay. Um, and I'm. Shoot, do I have uncanny dodge? I and mean, I have yes. the ability, but did I? I feel like I've used it, and we haven't taken a rest since then. What's what does uncanny dodge do? I have damage. I I don't recall you using it. So okay. Or I think maybe maybe I talked about using it and never did. Okay. So yeah, eleven. Okay. And because of the crit, the stone shatters um, underneath you, Dex, um, and begins to crack and fissure all around, and you see lava begin to bubble up what? where the cracks are. What? Um, and you're, you're, I'm not saying that you're engulfed in lava. You're able to scatter away as the lava begins to rise in this massive crater that he has created. Is the lava between me and him now? It's not covering the whole room. It's basically like a puddle right now. Mm. Um, but I'm on the, am I I'm going to say you rolled to the side <clears throat> so you could still get to him. Oh, who the hell thinks I'm going to get to him? Well, I mean, um, and now his second attack. Um, I, and I was planning on this from the beginning of just being slam slam so he's going to go after Drakir now mm-hmm. Drakir what would you like to happen to the scenario to benefit you all greatly oh thank god because he just oh. fumbled hmm. is it, the, the lava recedes <laughs> is, it, is it that we all run back to that slaves quarters they can't get into very quickly <laughs> take a nap uh. um Gosh, I'm trying to think. Uh, Booyah magically pulls that tent back out of his bag. <laughs> Booyah, might be, Booyah might be reaching in that bag. What sucks is if I had gotten to go before Drakir, I could have left daylight on, and if I'd hit him, he would have been blind right now. And then I could have turned daylight off for him to come in. But. um, Can, can his sword embed itself in the ground? Sure. So he... He does a similar motion, overhand swing down on Drakir, who dives out of the way, and the force of the blow causes the sword to get stuck in the floor as it's jammed in there, and he's trying to fight to pull it back up, but he's going to have to make a check to do so. And all of his armor no, falls No off. more lava flowing up out of that? Well, it wasn't the same hole, so there's a different hole that the lava's coming out of, so no. He didn't create a new one. No. Um... That's same rules from the Star Wars game. Your your triumph cannot offset a despair. So yeah, it is Barrick's turn. Barrick's still in the door. <sighs> boy. <laughs> Alright. Alright, I'm gonna try something here. Uh boy. Barrick um strides into the room. Uh this the black sword out in his hand, uh, and just sort of looms out. And I am going to cast Cause Fear. So I would like him uh, to make a Wisdom saving throw. Nothing happens. Uh, ooh, technically, uh, because I always cast at a higher level, I can also affect the dog. So Wisdom saving throw for the dog as well. Nothing happens. <sighs> okay. He has an aura um, about him Uh, that makes his allies emboldened. Okay. That's my turn. Okay. I've got nothing else. Well, now we're back around to Booyah. I'm going to ship the hunter's mark to the dog and fire a bolt in the dog's direction and hope to hit. Sure you want to do that? Okay. That's going to be 21. That's a hit. So that's going to be... I'm going to go ahead and use Fury of the Small. He's going to take... He's going to take... 14 damage. Such an outstanding ability name. Fury, Fury of, of the, the Small. Yep. Can't use it again now. Got, got me a free extra six points of damage. <laughs> Um, I'm going to fire one more time. That's going to be a 23. Hit. That's going to be 16 damage. All right. The hound is looking 
pretty bad. The flame is starting to die out and flicker a bit um, around it. Drakir, there's a sword stuck in the ground right next to you. I'm going to move around behind the giant, and I'm going to throw one of my knives at the hound. Okay. 25. Hit. 10 damage. Okay. And I'll throw another one at him. 18. 18. That's a hit. Uh, another nine damage. Okay. Uh, the, the second dagger that you throw sinks into the hound's hide, and you see the shadow from your shadow blade begin to expand and envelop the flame that emanates from this hound until it begins to writhe around and whimper as it just disappears in shadow. Yay! Um, everyone give me perception checks. Why does things always have to happen right before my turn? <laughs> 21. 18. Uh, 16 for Drakir, 15 for Beric. Booyah, you're the only one to notice this. Um, given your knowledge of the planes and how inter- uh, creatures often interact with one another, you see the flame that was kind of wreathing Sinusret and his hair and his beard lessen a bit as the second hellhound dies. But that's all you really notice. Hmm. Uh, then as a bonus action, I throw my my offhand blade at Sinistret. Okay. Well, this would be a decent test balloon, I suppose. Uh, 21. Hit. Ah, all right. Oh. Well done. It, he's still real strong, though. <laughs> he still hits real good. Well, maybe he hits less good now. I don't know. I hope so. Well, plus 16 damage. Okay. All right. Uh, and then I will put some distance between us. I'm going to move about, I don't know, 25 feet away. Because I assume I use something to move around. Okay. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swing back. Backhanded, try to do the exact same thing with the other leg. Okay. Gash that thigh. <laughs> and that's a 22. Hit. Yeah. Four. Seven. Nine. Fourteen. Twenty damage. And then I am also going to do the distance getting away thing. Um, I'll move back a full 30. Okay. So are you... You all are pretty close to the door. You, when we walked in the door, you said we were 50 feet from, yeah. from Sinistret, and he hasn't making any meaningful amount of movement towards us because we I'm, both ran up to him. I think well, he would have had to because Drakir yeah. was, was still 20 feet from the throne when he attacked him the first time. Okay, so, so he's moved 20 feet. Yeah. In, in fairness, I think my what I imagine just happened is Drakir is probably actually on the other side of Sinistret from the door at this point. Okay. How, uh, far, how, far, how far away? How far Because I moved... I moved around him to, to attack the hound. Right. How much farther back does that go? It's about 20 feet to the backside. There is no throne, though, actually. Right. Um, okay. 20 feet to the, the backside. Um, so it's Could 20... there be a throne? There's, there's a very large mural engraving on that wall. So Okay, so it's 20 feet is to there. Is there a throne on the mural? <laughs> no. Christ. <laughs> Sorry. So Sorry. it's 20 feet to the mural or 30 feet to the door? Yes. From where I'm standing. And I can go anywhere because I don't get opportunity attacks because I attacked him. So I might actually rush back and regroup with Drakir. Go around. Okay. Regroup with Barrett, who can heal you. You know, it's funny. I need to think about those sorts of things. Because what I just did was I looked and I was like, I still have more hit points than I did two levels ago. (laughs) But man, he's hitting a lot harder than those guys were. Um yeah, where is Barrick? He's... I, forgot you have, I forgot you halved the damage. I was thinking you had taken like 25 damage. No, no, I only took I only took 11 or 12 or okay. 13. You know, math. Barrick's at uh, the door. Yeah, I'll do what I said initially then. Yeah, okay. You're going to Drakir? No, 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 no. Okay, I'm, you're I'm, going to Barrick. I'm going to go to Barrick. Okay. Um, so you retreat back to the door. Um, the hounds are dead, so they're no longer getting an initiative slot. Um, okay, so... Sinustret uh, kind of glances over his shoulder at Drakir and then looks at three of you over by the door and he reaches 
off of his belt and throws something at you all that you see spread and spin into the air. And it appears to be a net made of uh, forge hot iron. So I need everybody to make a dexterity saving throw. Not Drakir. It's a Brothanda. 17. 24? 24. 21. Okay. Dex and Beric manage to dive out of the way as Booyah has the net fall onto him. Um, taking... You can you can still cast from in there though, right? Yeah. Don't know that I have anything useful. Well, you can probably still fire from in there. You take twelve fire damage if you want to get out of there, and <laughs> ongoing ten fire damage, and you're restrained. What? Dexterity saving throw can end the condition. At 12 and ongoing 10. Yep. At the beginning of each of his turns. Yep. Kay. Oh boy. Teleportation or anything? No. <laughs> I don't know. Planes, you make planes or planar sense, so I thought maybe. Um, Beric, it is your turn. Okay. I would really like to do something about the condition that just happened to Booyah, but I have exactly nothing to get him out of a net. That's made of iron. And glowing hot. It, it burns. <laughs> oh, y'all burn oh. your heart. <laughs> no, I, I know, I know. I, I, I was pathetic. <laughs> to be fair, it was a hard DC to avoid. So Yeah. You know. yeah. Uh, okay, so Beric will, uh, will move out of the doorway, deciding that grouping up is not the best plan um, and he will uh, the the sword sort of vanishes for a second uh, and instead a pair of sort of shadowy darts form in Beric's hands and he flings both at Sinisret okay boy uh, one of them definitely misses. Uh, the other one is a 16, so 20, uh, 24. Hit. All right, so Sinistret will take seven force damage. Unfortunate roll. Um, but I'll move a little closer into the room, uh, but not, not into melee with him at this point. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't add the curse damage to that. Uh, four more damage. To that. Okay. Booyah. Okay. So take my 10. And the save comes at the end. Yes. Yeah. All right. And it's at disadvantage because I'm restrained on a dexterity save, as I recall. Um... Booyah's going to reach into his bag and see what he might might find. Okay. He's sitting there. This is a good time for that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. A pair of lead-cutting scissors. (laughs) (laughs) Oxyacetylene torch. Some liquid nitrogen. Just some real thick gloves and a strength component. A turducken. And John Madden. <laughs> See, the thing about great D&D. <laughs> go over there and boom, and you go over that way and mash. You pull out a, a scroll with the spell read language on it. Good grief. Uh, thanks for nothing, bag. Oh, there's there's got to be a way. There's got to be a way. <laughs> Yeah, but just because Eric There are instructions written on the net as to how to deactivate it. Also, washing care instructions, so make sure you take care, pay attention to that. Yeah. Man. All I can tell you is that that actually can possibly prove to be helpful after the fight, but 
I got nothing right now for you. Um, right. So, warning label on the net that says never expose this net to fresh water. Yeah. So Booyah, Booyah pulls out this scroll of read language and looks at it. No, there's no help. Booyah burning. What scroll for? Ah. Holds on to it and tries to make his save. First one is 18. Second one is a 24. So I guess it's 18. To get out of it, that succeeds. Ah, so yeah. Excellent. So, wait, so he's out of the net now? Yes. All right. So I got so, a scroll in my hand and somehow scrambled out from underneath <laughs> this net. I'm patting myself, <laughs> trying to put out little sparks and flames. Um, Drakir. Uh, okay, well, now I'm going to totally try to kill this giant. Uh, I'm going to, yeah, Drakir is going to just sort of keep strafing around him, flinging these, these shadow blades at him as he goes. Okay, you all do note that the lava pool is expanding and getting bitter, bigger, taking up about um, one-sixth of the room at this point. Ooh. Uh, okay, um, first throw is going to miss. Second throw is a 20. Hit. Okay, and the offhand throw is a 22, so that will also hit. All right, so first one. Terrible roll on the damage dice. Uh, Is 10 damage. 10? Mm -hmm. And the second one is 13 damage. Dex, remind me, please what I have now. Instead of Ice Knife, we, sh- we made it light. And Drakir's here, but it's not daylight. No, no. It's just light energy. Just wondering if I want to try, yeah. if I want to just try a ranged attack and stay out of the way. Um. You can, you can hit it a pretty good reach with the ribbon weave, can't you? Yeah, I could go. I could go 15 feet. Hit it with ribbon weave. Go fi- go back 15 feet to where I was. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll do that this time. I do want to play around with that that light knife at some point, but crackling pretty good. I wasn't until you started messing. Whoa. Okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So I I, I I I advanced 15 feet, which was me just inside the ribbon weave's range. And I swing it at him. Okay. <clears throat> that's a, is that a 20. Is that 13 on the dice? Yeah, so that's a 20. Hit. For 8, 10, 14. That's 19 damage. And then I retreat another 15 feet and I holler to Drakir to. Please get back on this side of the lava. Oh, wait, he can levitate. Never mind. <laughs> okay. Setting Strat sees the lava uh, encroaching and looks at you all and laughs and seems as though it's time for you to run. You are out of your depth. I do not know why you're here, but leave. And he is going to swing. At to be fair, we've been traveling down into the like a lot closer to Drakir's depth than normal. <laughs> You're not interested in a parlay. Not with trespasses. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you own the place? <laughs> <laughs> Property law in Zendrick is more of a guideline. Exactly, so we can't be trespassers if it's just guidelines. I claimed it, so therefore it's mine. <laughs> That's a crit on Drakir. Jeez, oh. Crizo. Did he get his sword out last time? He, he just used one hand to throw it. He still had his sword. 
Oh, right. He needed to make the saving throw to get his sword out of the ground. Yeah, so we need to start all over. <laughs> no, no crits, no I mean, nothing. He, he's going to roll strength, so. Um, okay, get your sword out of the ground, then roll to hit Drakir. Yeah, that was a 22 to get his sword out of the ground. Or 23, sorry. Um, Does that at least eat one of his attacks? Since he's got two attacks? Yeah. Does that eat one of them? Yeah. Number of dice being rolled. Whew. 28 damage. As his great sword swings down at Drakir. Um, you had did you move up or were you still close to that? I was still I was still dancing around him. I was trying to keep it at a distance. Okay. Man, I'm trying to think of what I can do to kill you. No, to make I, it interesting. When I kill you. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna say that the sword catches you in the midsection and launches you in a random direction, so... That sounds fair. The lava has continued to expand, so we're gonna say one through two is towards the lava, three through four is up against the nearest wall, and five through six is back towards your allies. Okay. Three, so you're gonna hit a nearby wall and take two additional points of damage. Okay. Okay, Barrick. Uh... Look, if this was perhaps an act, if this was, if this has been a mistake, then we're willing to talk. Mistake? What mistake? You sneak into my home. We're what? looking for our friend. You give us the dragonborn, we'll go. I'm. <laughs> what? That's not up to me. But I can assure you, you will not get your friend back. So it is best if you turn and go. Dex is just shaking his head. <laughs> well, if it's not up to you, but maybe it could be. <laughs> I'm willing to back this up with a roll at this point, if you'd like. Okay. Unless, I mean, if it's really obvious that he's just not at all interested in this, I'll just... You can give it. it a shot. Okay. What do you want me to roll? Uh, persuasion, I guess? Yes. Okay. What's your persu- persuasion modifier? My persuasion modifier is... Eight. Okay. And I rolled a 21. Not good enough. He just laughs and... (laughs) Oh, if you only knew. If I only knew what? Because if I only knew, we might be able to make a better conversation of this. The thing that you speak of is more powerful than anything you've encountered. You can't know that, friend. I've tra- I've, tra- I've traversed the lands of death and returned. So, Pat's he. Well, then we're evenly matched. And then he 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 assumes a fighting pose once again. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, is that my entire turn? Do I have anything left? Uh, I'll I'll let you throw an attack in there if oh. if you so desire. I'll say that that was like a bonus action for your moxie. While you were having that conversation, Dex did bleed on you a little. <laughs> How about off is Dex looking? Um, no, I'm still above half. I'm actually fine. No, I'm not fine. <laughs> How far from me is Drick here? Um... He was thrown against the near wall, so uh, the giant is in between the two. But how far? Um, how far did you say Barrett moved into the room last round? Uh, twenty feet. About twenty, twenty-five feet. Yeah. So, like so um, twenty feet or so away. Okay. Drakir uh, is obviously in terrible shape, having been hit terribly and thrown against a wall. So, Barrick, uh, is there a path to Dakir that doesn't involve an attack of opportunity from the from the giant? Um, not with, with his, a, not with his reach. Okay. Then I will use my other spell slot and Misty Step. Okay. To Dakir. And use my amulet to cast Cure Wounds on him. Okay. So, Barrick, just vanishes into darkness, 
reappears on the other side of the giant, reaches down, and silvery light flows from his hand into uh, Drakir, and Drakir stands a little less raggedly than he was. Okay. Um, Booyah. Booyah takes a deep breath and tenses. He's drawing in some energy from the planes to augment his attacks. Ooh. And he's going to fire at the fire giant. That's going to be 20. Hit. 19 damage. 19? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Is this for oh, the and whole... It, and it ignores resistance. It's also is, any resistance. Is this for the whole turn, or is that, that just that one attack that was augmented? No, for the, any attack. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Next one... That's going to be 24. Hit. 16 more damage. Okay. So because you're drawing of the power of the planes to augment your attack, I'm going to say that you you think back on your studies of the planes to the plane of Rissia, the plane of winter and ice and snow, as you extend your hand out and coat your crossbow bolts in a thick sheet of ice as you fire them to just slam into the fire giant and you see the cold fight against the fire um, aura around him. Um, and now it is Drakir's turn. Uh, Drakir's gonna st- <laughs> Drakir's gonna maneuver a little bit back around towards the towards the group at the door. Okay. Um, just uh, out of logic. <laughs> um, and he is going to as he does again throw his Throw his his blades at at center soot. Okay. Uh, okay, I have a twenty six for the first attack. Hit twenty one for the second attack. Hit and eighteen for the third attack. Hit. Wow. Okay. Cool. Uh, all right. First attack. Uh, it will be. 15 points of damage. Okay. Second attack will be 14 points of damage. Third attack will be 10 points of damage. I mean, we've put a hurting on this dude. As the shadow blades stick into Sinistret, uh piercing his armor, you see the fiery blood of the giant flow out of the wounds as he drops to a knee using his great sword to hold himself up and he just looks at all of you he'll bring me back after he's killed you and he slumps forward and falls Ah. you mad Beric didn't want to kill him Ah. (laughs) mad bro we'll have Beric yell at Drakir no I mean I, I Drakir would not. Drakir is absolutely content. Okay. Um, you notice that the lava has begun to harden around the edges as though the source of the lava wasn't so powerful as to fill the room up or anything. Um, so it's beginning to cool being on the surface. Um, you see on the far end of the hall, um, the entire wall is made up of an immense mural um, showing a giant... Um, on one half with a hand extended out, grasping an image of the sword that Sinistret was using. Um, except he's not grasping down. He's grasping down, da- or he's not grasping up. He's grasping down. And on the other side of the sword... So there- like his hand is below his waist? Yes. Okay. There is another hand extended grasping the bottom part of the hilt, and it is an elf, both holding the sword... Of course, the elf is reaching up above his head, but the sword is in the middle. And in the background of this engraving, you see um, just scenes of battle and of conquest of the giants and the elves. Um, Beric would like to walk over. So I want to reach up and grab the hilt of the giant sword and see what happens. Okay, so you're both moving for the sword. One last thing about the mural you see around the edges. Yep. In engravings that seem to be just draconic marks 
but not like you've ever seen. Um, so, um, so you're both going to investigate the sword. Um, as soon as either one of you touch it, it begins to shrink down. Excellent. Um, to fit your hand. Yeah. It's going to go examine the mural. Okay. Um, Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. And look at these marks. Um, I mean, are you going to use your scroll? I'm thinking so. I'm looking at what I, what does everyone think of taking a rest in uh, here of barring the door and taking a rest? Yeah, I'm for it. Yep. That works for me. Do you um, want to take do, do we want to take a rest in here or do we want to examine this room and then retreat to that? Same quarter. Yeah. I think that sounds better. Okay. Okay. So he uh, wonders if this might be a language of something that he doesn't understand. So he's going to pull out the scroll that he has. Okay. see if it is beneficial in this instance. So you spend a minute to read the scroll of read languages. Yep. You, you go ahead and do what you with him. I have something that would be relevant to the giant's death. If it occurs to me, I can. Okay. Tell. Um. So once you're done reading and you glance back up, you inst- instantly understand that this is ancient, 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 ancient draconic. Like before, before the settlement of Corvair, before the settlement of Stormreach, before your people ever came to Zendrick, this language was around. And rather than being able to read it, images begin to flood your mind. It's almost as if this script doesn't convey a language, but rather memories. And you see a scene that you recognize instantly of being. Um, the, the room that you worked in with Eldrin, with the giant Sybaris shard, it's that room, but without the shard in it. And you see 13 drow standing in a circle, each holding, um, holding round jewels that are red in nature. And you see this figure standing in the center of the circle of them that is both darkness and light. It's, it's swirling in silvery light and utter darkness as these drow appear to be communing with it. Um, <clears throat> you, you instantly know the names, the, the surnames of all of these drow. Um, the only one that sticks out to you is there is one named Vrim amongst them. What was that? Vrim? That was Eldrin's last name. And after a moment, the, the entity in the center of them splits and occupies each of the jewels. Um, and then your, your mind flashes again to see, um, you actually see, an image of Eldrin handing the sword that Barrick wields to a woman that you've, you've seen her picture. You see a young girl being petrified in the streets of a city you've never been to. And you see two elves speaking to one another and one of them apprehensively handing his daggers over to the other one, but they seem to be black and made similar to Barrick's sword. And lastly, you see a elf woman hold up somewhere and you see armies marching upon the hold that she's in and you see her run up out of a doorway to a, a dragon, an immense, huge, ancient green dragon that is there waiting for her. And he transforms into a very handsome elf man as she hands a necklace off to him but it appears once again to be made of this black material that you you really have only ever seen with Barrick's sword and he nods and transforms into a dragon and flies away but I can send you all of the names at a later date I don't want to read them all off to you because you won't remember them and then after you've seen all of this your, your mind reels and you're back but based on what everyone else is doing, it was a, a second that you experienced yeah. 
what you feel like was thousands of years of history in a moment. So Booyah goes, oh, boy, Booyah, see things from from scroll on mural on wall. <laughs> oh, the Beric. <laughs> um, Drakir. Beric, or Philip, what were you going to do in relation to the body? Beric ignores all of this. Uh, Beric kneels next to the body uh, and summons his blade into his hand um, and rests it against the body uh, and tries to reach out for the for the opening that he was told would appear uh, at the moment of a death Mm -hmm. and basically just tries to communicate through it and to say and says aloud because he doesn't know how to otherwise communicate to entities. Um, my lady, a soul is coming through in, in danger. Protect it and guide it. And then he lets go. Okay. Um, is the giant sword now regular sized? Yes. Regular sized. My sized? Yeah. One last image that you saw, sorry, Booyah, is you saw um, Senusret with the sword in his hand, placing it up against the engraving of the sword, and the engraving that, you're look, that you were looking at split in half and him walk beyond it. Um, then Beric would want to go look at the mural. Before Beric walks away with the sword or whatever, like the reason that Dex went over to it as well was to point out. So he takes your, do you have the sword in your hand now? The sense red sword. He takes your wrist and turns it over so you can see where the gym is supposed to be. And I hold the ribbon weave right next to it. So you can see the identical markings around where the gym sits. Exactly right. Yeah. Just, just to cement that further and say, you know, we got to figure out where these came from. We, uh, their relationship. And we got to find that stone. Yeah, absolutely. Perhaps whoever Sinistret was taking orders from. Yeah. Makes as good as much. Right now, that makes as much sense as anything. Okay. So, and then, yeah. And then, and then, yes, you are free. To, you are free to leave and look at the mural. Of course he does. <laughs> it's weird that Beric had a compulsion to do something else first. Right. When he starts explaining what he saw to you and presumably conveying the names because that this, this isn't something that fades. This is like in your memory now, uh, Beric, you recognize, uh, two of the other names that he lists off. Obviously Vrim sends you reeling, but Philarn and Thrani are two names that are said. They're two of the dragon marked houses for those of you wondering, there's another name that I don't know if Beric would know. Well, I mean, I'll see it and Philip might know, but Philip's pretty good at separating that sort of stuff. You would recognize the word. Um, I mean, Vol from the religion uh-huh. blood of Vol is a name that he says as being the we, name. We messed with some of them, right? Yep. Back in Stormreach, the white Raven was a follower that, of the blood of Vol. That's the only thing that I probably recognize, huh? Um, I may have heard a dragon Mars house name or something, but yeah. Yeah. You probably would have heard of Therani and Falarn. Yeah, they just don't mean anything to me other than, Oh, there's more people with yep. special specialness to them. Okay, and you off. You so see these are all. So what we see are, are elves. So what? Am, what is? I'm sorry, I got lost as to what was what was specifically in Booyah's head and what was on the mural. The the names and the the elves in the circle and everything was in Booyah's head. All that's in the mural is in the background scenes of battle and conquest with giants and elves. And in the foreground, one giant on the left side with his hand extended down, one elf on the right side with his hand extended up, and in the middle, they are holding the image of the sword that you now have in your hand. Okay. And part of Booyah's uh, vision was also placing the sword up against the image of the sword causes a door to open. Do we want to open this or do we want to take a rest first? I mean, I don't see... If you, if you all are capable of, I mean, I don't know where Barasha is, but, um, whatever this thing is, I, I don't want him in its clutches if he is down there. I say, uh, 
y'all y'all know that 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 door is still going to be there in a few hours. Well, I didn't mean a few hours. I meant maybe I was thinking a short rest so we can spend some hit dice. Is basically what I was talking about. Sure. I would like to go. I mean, how far of a walk down this hallway is it to get back to the service quarters? Um, we could reasonably get there without probably encountering another giant. Yeah. I'd rather do it there. What is a short rest anyway? An hour. An hour? <laughs> What's wrong? I'm worried about, I'm, I'm already, I'm, I mean, Barrett could be thinking about the same problem that the prince has just brought up. Sure. Uh, like, Dex is concerned about Barasha, but Dex also knows that he just got his ass handed to him and he doesn't, he's not going to do any good to Barasha dead either. So I vote for short rest. I don't care where we do it. We can do it here or in the slaves' quarters. What are your thoughts, Booyah? Booyah, Booyah heard that okay to go on, but you know, I, I want to help or, or be a friend too. I, you know, Booyah do what, what groups say. Also, what I since being not a magician, I don't know this stuff. What does a short rest regain you in terms of spell slots and things? I mean, Beric regets Beric will regain his spells. Um, Beric's hit points are okay. He's out of spell slots. Drakir's hit points are not great. Drakir's at twenty five out of forty four, uh, and that's that's mainly what I'm concerned about is that Drakir could spend some hit dice because uh, Beric's only got one more charge in that necklace. Right. So I got. I got one more burst of healing. I, I also, if we're going to take a short rest, Booyah can heal. I guess I have two bursts. I can heal twice. Oh, uh, you have some healing spells? I didn't know you had yes. cure wounds. Yes. I have 30. Yeah, I used it on um, Dex last. Uh, I have 31 hit points. I'm not super, super struggling, and we're not going to meet another person who can deal 20 in a hit. Probably. Well, that we are, but maybe not immediately <laughs> next. Yeah. Well, if it's a bear, uh, Barrack would say, well, uh, I could use a rest, but I don't know what they'll do to Barasha in the meantime. We don't even know that we're going closer toward Barasha. That's true. But that's, uh, that's my thought on the matter is we don't know what, we don't know what they're doing to Barasha. And the longer we leave him, the whatever they're intending to do, the, the closer they get to doing it. Dex looks around and he says, um, Barrick, you got one more charge in that, right? And the, and the amulet, yes. Yeah. And, and Booyah, you can do some healing. Twice. Booyah can heal. We're out of potions, right? We got no potions left. Yeah, I gave you my last potion. Okay. So this is a fairly well-off giant. Can I make a search of his body? Yeah. I would like to, or Drakir, actually, Drakir would be doing that. That's probably what Drakir is doing while we're sitting Fair here enough. conversing, um, is Drakir is scavenging the body. Um, obviously, he has his giant size plate, giant size plate armor, um, a crown made of black iron. Uh, his cloak that he was wearing is made of white dragon hide. Um, could maybe make a nice rug somewhere. Um, and he has. Uh, Drakir can cast detect magic at will. So Drakir will do that and see if he's got anything magic on him as well. Okay. Um, he has. 500 gold pieces in a pouch on his belt. I was like, just on him. Um, <laughs> it just spilled out of him as he died. Well, Drakir already, <laughs> Drakir already took that. <laughs> um, yeah, he has um four healing potions on him. Four sweet cure cure light wounds on him. And what is that? 2d6. 2d4 plus 2, I think. Yeah, 2d4 plus 2. Let's do it. Let's, let's go with mine. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz that's not even going to get me. Yeah, cool. 1 or 2 2d4 plus 2. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I, did, I didn't even get eight hit points back. It's all right. Didn't get any hit? What? I didn't even get eight hit points oh, back. Oh, oh. <laughs> like, 
What are you rolling? You <laughs> ended up with zero. I've been rolling this tennis ball. I can't get a damn number off the thing. We got to take, what, a couple of beats or what? Well, I, I mean, I took one because the whole thing was I wanted to rest, so I get one. Drakir is also one. drinking one because yeah. he's bad off. Yeah, I can play I can play at 40. I'm more concerned about spell slot, but if you're comfortable, then we'll... I mean, Barrick's, Barrick's offensive capability is not mainly in spells. Right. Screw it. Let's do it. I have I have 40. How many do you have over there? Uh, whoever got hit with? Drakir. Drakir is now at 38 out of 44, which is fine. And Barrick is at 44 out of 48, so he's fine. We're, we're, we're in a position to go on, I think. Okay. And there's one potion left over from his body? Is that right? That should be correct. Yes. Okay. So you have one in the... Yeah, I mean, I uh, guess I should. I have forty points. It just looks like a small amount because my max is pretty high because I took that barbarian level. And do I um ha- holding the sword? Do I sense its abilities? Does it have abilities? You get the sense that it has the ability to do some fire based attacks, um, but it's going to be weakened in your hands. It it was basically augmented by Sinistret's inedibility without the gem in there to be able to do it. Okay. P.S. Dex is staying nine feet tall <laughs> for the okay. foreseeable future. And Barrick will put the sword up against the mural. Okay. So you place the sword up against the mural and the stone begins to rumble um, and dust falls as the, it, the image parts down the middle, the giant sliding to one side and the elf to the other. And you smell just decay and rot and... We're in the right place. The only smell, the, the only word you can come up with to describe the smell is ancient. Um, yep. You're about to tread somewhere that very few have tread in many years. The stairs lead further down quite a ways into darkness, and the wind rushes up past you as you expose this place um, to fresh air. End of episode. Okay. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, please go check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Geek Pantheon. Thank you to Kevin McLeod for the use of his music. You can find it all over at Incompetech.com. And once again, I'm your Dungeon Master, Eric. I'm Philip. And I'm Jeff. And we'll see you next time. I talked to Orgav. I gave Orgav a longbow, and he didn't shoot once. He didn't didn't do against that giant.